episode and let me tell you I was a little lazy today not gonna lie I woke up and I said to myself shoot I forgot to record one last night but hey I'm recording one today and not much has changed not much has changed I will be talking a lot more in today's episode just about how excited I am um, for football coming up and because it's August it's August and this is the first episode in August where I have mentioned this. It's football month. It is literally football month. We have football, some sort of football every weekend until the Super Bowl's over. And that's an amazing thing. That is an incredibly beautiful thing. What that also means is that it's basically hockey month, which means it's basically Christmas. And, you know, I've been listening, you know, I work at the station, 97.1 The Fan. I've been listening to them. I listen to their shows all the time just naturally as a listener and it's kind of funny because they've all been talking about how sad it is that summer's over and I'm just gonna be completely honest ever since I graduated from high school I've never well I guess graduated from well no I mean I looked forward to going back to college and when I was in college in the fall I like the fall I think the fall is the premiere season of the year like no longer am i that guy that's like "Ooh, i'm gonna miss like hanging out at the pool and stuff and you know in warm really hot weather no that's not me anymore i'm a new man i like the fall because fall means football fall all the way fall also means hockey especially as an adult you know you don't have school in the fall i don't get how adults like are sad about the summer being over like your kids go back to school during the day. Isn't that just like the best thing in the world? I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I mean, that's just the way that I'm looking at it. Um, and, you know, I've also heard them talking about at the station how hard it is getting excited for college football this year. I also completely disagree with that. I, I'm more excited for college football this year. I think, like, here's the thing. It's a crapshoot. I know. I know it's a mess with players now getting paid and there's no real rules and the traditions of college football are coming to an end with Texas and Oklahoma moving to the SEC. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. And I do think there is a element, there's a purity, which if, you know, you can argue there never was purity in college football, but there is a, there is an argument that there is a certain level of purity leaving college football when you are starting to make it more about players getting paid money because that's what it is to them now. Now, it's no longer about I mean maybe and maybe it was a little bit like this before like there was the dream of of I'm I'm doing this sport, I'm participating on this college football team to go to the NFL so I can make money and that can be how I, you know, have a career and have a life and you know, support a family. That's not that's not what it is. That's not what college football is anymore. It's exclusively that. <laughs> it is exclusively that. It's not a mix of maybe I'm doing this to play, 
you know, just to to have something to, you know, just I'm not I don't have dreams of being in the NFL, but it's a neat thing to say, "Hey, I played for the Ohio State Buckeyes." No, it is exclusively you are going to be playing college football so that you can make money. That's a little, that is a little crazy, and because of that reason, definitely there's a purity that is lost in college football. It's just it still excites me though. I don't know what it is about it. I it, it's still as exciting. It is um it's just a changing world. I'm excited for the change. I'm ex- I am excited for the change. I don't know why, but how could you not be? You know, I mean it's sports. You can't you got to learn in life not to take sports too seriously. Sports should always be something that exists in the secondary level of your mind, the level of your mind that is for leisure and fun and for, you know, thought-provoking conversations that can come out of sports, you know, just something to entertain yourself. So it shouldn't be like the biggest deal in the world that these players are getting paid. Good for them, man. I mean, look at the NHL. Players have been getting paid forever in the NHL, and players have been getting now. Granted, I, I was looking around at NFL contracts and just looking at NBA contracts and their free agency. God bless these NHL players because they make so much less money in the NHL than they do in the NFL and NBA. And, and and honestly, that should go without saying. Obviously, everybody already knew that. But just like when you look at – when you truly look at the numbers, because one player that we were talking about, we were talking about Bradley Roby at work the other day for the Ohio – you know, an ex – he's not an ex. You're always a Buckeye. A former Ohio State Buckeye – uh, cornerback who now plays in the NFL. He played for the Broncos for a little bit. Now he plays for the Texans. He's 29 years old, so he's you know coming up on getting close to a decade in the NFL. Still, still putting out you know still productive, but on a very bad team. The Houston Texans are a team that only had three interceptions all of last year, and Bradley Roby was one of them. Even though he missed five games, and. I was just looking at his contract information. This is a guy you would never think to look up, right? You would never think, like, a, a non-Buckeye fan would ever wonder, like, ooh, how's Bradley Roby doing? You know, he's that guy that, I mean, obviously, as Buckeye fans, you remember him in Lure, in Lore, I should say, but nowadays, it's like, that's the only reason to look up a guy. Maybe in Houston Texans fans, of course, they know who Bradley Roby is, but you ask... Most NFL fans around the country, who is Bradley Roby? And they probably would not be able to tell you. He's making $10 million a year. He's he's like a mid-level guy. Making 10, 10 low-level guy. Even if you want to say that. He's making $10 million a year. That's crazy. That would be one of the big... We were just talking about the Zach Rowensky contract like two episodes ago. That would be the biggest... That would be the top three most paid defensemen in the NHL. It's just, it's just wild to me. And there's not much more that goes past that, right? Like Connor McDavid, what is, what are the numbers he's making? He's making like thirteen million dollars a year. He's the highest paid NHL player, thirteen million dollars a year. And Bradley Roby, who is a cornerback for the most dumpster fire team in the NFL, is making damn near the same thing. That's just crazy to me. It's just when you look at the money thing, when you look at the contracts. It's just, it's completely mind-boggling to me how far the NHL behind is in that level. And it just, you know, it's a reminder that the NHL is not popular around the country. It's popular in its respective hockey markets. It's it's popular to those fans. And that's that's the best way I've heard it described. I can't remember who described it that way. That hockey is not a national sport, it's a regional sport. It's so true. 
I mean, that's why the Stanley Cup Finals numbers, they don't do anything. You know, like, the average, and maybe maybe that's not true. If you're listening to this podcast, you you are a, well, at least some of you. I know that we, we do pull just, like, a general amount of hockey fans. Uh, hockey fans that are just putting, they're just, like, knee-deep. You know, they're not all the way in. They're just knee-deep. You know, they get in and out whenever they see fit because they care about the Blue Jackets. That's a perfect example. Like, look at Columbus. How many people around Columbus can tell you um, who Alex Nedeljkovic is? How, how many people? How many people around Nationwide Arena could tell you who Dougie Hamilton is? Huh? I, that's Dougie Hamilton, who, Kale McCarr. You know, how many people can tell you who Quentin Byfield is? Yeah, you know, these are, like, names, people people like me, like, we know who these players are. We follow these players with the microscope, wondering, how are they going to go about their careers? Who are the... We, we're fascinated by their stories as players and we're fascinated with their careers and seeing what they do and we follow them on Instagram and and we you know we watch them interact with their families how many how many, how many people around Columbus could tell you what team Evander Kane plays for Evander Kane is a, is a perfect example of that's all people in the hockey world can talk about right now at this moment is Evander Kane and his situation but he is not a household name when it comes to the general sports fan. And that's the thing is like general sports fans, they do attend hockey games. They do attend NHL hockey games. They like the Blue Jackets. And I'm sure a lot of them could tell you players on the Blue Jackets. Maybe like they could tell you like six to seven players on the Blue Jackets. Maybe not now because they have completely flipped their team upside down. And I've said how extremely excited I am for that. But for the most part... It is like it is like me and the crew. It's like me and the it's it's my relationship that I have with the Columbus crew. I can name you know I can name Yasi Zardes. I can name Lucas Elarion, Darlington Nagby, uh, Pedro Santos. Like I can, I can name a decent amount of the players on the team, the positions they play, what they mean to the team, Eloy Room, like, you know, our goalkeeper, like, I know the team, I know the team, I'm a crew fan, but I, I can't tell you much about the rest of the league, man, like, I don't know who's leading the league in goals this year, I, I don't know who led the league in goals last year, because um, I just, the the actual league itself is not what pulls me in, it's the activity to do in town it's the it's the thing to talk about to other people here is the crew the thing to talk about to other people here is not mls soccer it is not is not really even soccer sometimes it is it is more actually that than it is mls to be fair it's not a fair comparison because major league soccer is a it is the khl to the nhl that the the KHL to the NHL is the same thing as what MLS is to Premier League in layman's terms. Obviously, even lesser than that. MLS is lower on the soccer 
pecking order because that's mostly because there's so many soccer leagues around the country. But I'm just going through that now and saying just to point out to the fact that hockey is not a nationwide sport. And I'm saying hockey is not a nationwide sport because it's just silly sometimes when I look at what we have going on here. And it's just funny. It's just funny the different worlds that people live in. You know what I mean? You know, I'm, I'm coming back from work last night and I'm saying to Mackenzie, like, can you believe that Quinn Ewers is, is coming to Columbus? Like, that is the most crazy thing I've ever heard of. She's like, yeah, I heard. She's like, it's cool. And I'm like, but like, can you believe that we have a high schooler leaving high school early to come play college football at Ohio State? Like, that is, that's insane. Because he's, 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 he wants to make money. She's like, yeah, it's crazy. And I'm like, how, how is this not even more mind-blowing to her? But she's got other, she's got 50 million other things that she's worried about, you know? And that's someone I consider is, like, close to Ohio State through me, through my connection with work. Like, it, it, it does matter to her because that's what I talk about. And it's still, like, it still doesn't really resonate. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. And um, anyway, I just want to say... I bring it all back to say I'm excited for I'm excited for fall to come back. I I'm glad I'm glad that, you know, people are bummed that summer is ending. And in the fall you do get football and you do get hockey. And that's just what I mean when I say I look forward to fall. I feel like this whole week in Columbus, it's been like it's been seventy, seventy five degrees. So that's like normal summer weather. But, like, there's just, like, this, I don't know if there's this coolant temperature in there. There's this, like, I don't know if there's, like, this. there's, like, this cool, watery air in the air that is making it. It's, like, there's football smell. There's football smell all around it. Like, it feels like a fall morning. You know, it feels like a nice, warm day in, like, October. Because, like, a warm day in October, a 75 degree in October should feel different than a 75 day in July. And... August should feel more like July than August does feel like October based off, you know, proximity that August is to the summer. But for some reason today, it just felt more like a normal day in October. And it just gets me excited. I don't know what to say. I'm pumped up. I'm pumped up, bro. Um, but nonetheless, I saw this news about the Blue Jackets and I want to talk about it because people have been asking me are the are the blue jackets going to trade for jack eichel that's all people can talk about the fan and it's all we've been able to talk about for the entire summer because he obviously is a big name player who their agents and his camp are very frustrated with the way the buffalo sabers handled his um his neck surgery and they said that it was poorly timed they suggested things that uh, didn't make sense that his own personal doctor also didn't agree with. And there's just frustration. And it's sad because, you know, Jack Eichel liked being in Buffalo. I believe he had a house up there, um, you know, that he talked fondly of. And he talked fondly of the fans and the organization. And even though they were going through some tough times, he still believed that Buffalo was his place. He was a captain, for God's sake. He was a freaking captain. He's been a captain there for the last two or three years and he's not even 24 he's 24 he's 24 this year and you know a lot of blue jackets fans are 
nervous about us trading for a guy like that saying why would we give up our future for a guy that can help us win now for a guy that like we we aren't in a win now situation so why would we trade for this guy why would we trade for a guy risking his injury history they're doing a certain surgery on him that's apparently never been done before on an nhl hockey player like this just seems like too risky to me well let me start by pushing back on the win now situation versus risking your future one you bring this guy in yes he does make you a win now team he instantly makes you a win now team because he's that good he opens up your 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 championship window again but he also can be a part of a rebuild because he's 24 years old and his contract with buffalo is like another five he has another five more years on his contract now you sit there and ask yourself, would he want to play in a place like Columbus? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I know the instinct for Columbus Blue Jackets fans to be like, star players don't want to play here. You can't just assume that every player is the same way. I know the general majority and the the you know the stigma that Columbus has is that it's not a you know it's it's not a travel destination. It's not a a destination that you can party in and it's not a party city, you know, it's not, it's not, a, it's not a good city for a, a, a young millionaire to live in, you know, but it was for other players before just every single individual is different. He, you know, Jack Eichel may come to Columbus and fall in love with it. You don't know, you know what, but that shouldn't be part of the issue because his, he would be contractually obligated to play for this team and I'm going to pull up his contract information. He's literally he's literally in year 3 of an 8-year contract. He doesn't become a free agent till 2027. So if you traded for him now, let's say he let's just say worst case scenario you get you get maybe 20 games out of him because you know he, he takes forever to recover and you know it's 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 something in his neck. It's I think it's the Actual definition is a, what, herniated disc? So he's dealing with a neck surgery that's never been done before. You obviously don't need him for this year if you really truly believe you're in a rebuild. Okay, so then that means you have him for 2022, 2023, 2024, and 2025. You have him for four more years. I don't know, man. I just think as a... As a Blue Jackets fan, I know this. we're talking about this as if it's happened. I know it actually hasn't happened yet. And I know that the New York Rangers are heavily interested. And that's probably where he's going to end up playing, right? Because that, you know, New York Rangers are definitely in a win-now mode. So they're going to try hard to go for him. But I'm going to just say, Yarmo is addicted to trades. <laughs> He is addicted to trading for big name players. He's addicted for trading for win now guys. And it was it was a little funny seeing people be like, would they take um I saw this for example, I saw this trade. I, I love Twitter trades. I love Twitter GMing. It's one of my favorite pastimes in hockey. Some of the best teams at it are like Toronto Maple Leafs fans. Like they just love coming up with these fictional hypothetical trades and here's one from blue jackets fans on how we would trade for jack eichel we would give them max domi 
uh, first round pick and Jonas Corposalo. <laughs> I don't, I don't think they take that honestly because I don't think they look at Corposalo as a, as a desirable asset, because they are in a even more of a re, of they're they're in the deep rebuild. They're in the kind of rebuild where they gotta they can't even take off the wallpaper, rip up the floors, kind of like rebuild. They need to demolish the whole house, the whole structure of the building on the property. They they are not they're good. They are Marion Morris if the bet bones are bad and the bones are bad. So the rest does matter. Rip up the whole house, trade everybody. That's the situation that the Buffalo Sabres are in. So they're desperate. And and here's what I was suggesting. Because I don't think we can trade Corpy. I don't think they can make use of Corpusalo right now. They might try to they they have Craig Anderson and he's just okay enough. <laughs> Craig Anderson is okay enough to get you through what are going to be the early years of a complete restructure. But a team that does need a goalie is Edmonton. And Edmonton, I heard, does have interest in Corposalo, who is a goalie that we are obviously shopping. I heard that Yarmo wants back for Corposalo a first-round draft pick in 2022. So trade Corposalo to Edmonton, get back a first-round draft pick, and then boom, the Blue Jackets have three first-round draft picks for next year. Trade Buffalo, Max Domi, who is a centerman who's just okay enough, just like Craig Anderson, he's just okay to get you through the early years of a rebuild, and send them two first-round draft picks next year, Buffalo then has four first-round draft picks in 2022. I don't know how you say no to that. I don't know how Buffalo would say no to that. I feel like that deal is just a little too sweet. I don't know what the Rangers can offer them that would be more significant than that. Now, here's the thing. Obviously, that's a couple hoops that Yarmo would have to jump through. First of all, he would have to successfully get a first-round draft pick back for Jornis Corposalo. And I think we've done a good enough job pumping Corpy's wheels. I think maybe you could. I think maybe you could. I think the stats are there to prove that he's worth the first-round draft pick, especially a team that is as desperate as they are for talent. Now, let me tell you this. Sergei Bobrovsky going down to play for Florida, that hurts Corpy's stock. Because now, just like you see with college football teams and NFL, like, there's a stigma around Columbus Blue Jackets goalies that they go and play for their new teams and they stink poo-poo cheeks. So I'm a little worried. I would be I would be a little worried about that, about people not wanting Corpusalo for that reason. Speaking of Sergey Bobrovsky, by the way, it looks like that they are on track to start Spencer Knight this upcoming season. <laughs> That's so bad. I feel so bad for Bobrovsky, man. I don't know why. I just, I mean, I. It's weird because I shouldn't feel bad for him, but he's just getting paid so much money. He's. It's because he's getting paid so much money. He's played so poorly. I think his goals against average is getting close to four in his tenure since he's since he's been with the Panthers these last two years. They had to. They, you know, they relied on Dreger for a big part of the year. They had Spencer Knight come in. He was the draft pick from what was he from Boston College who came in and, and played well 
And hey, listen, I got no problem with that. I think I said back during the playoffs that Spencer Knight is you're seeing the emergence of a star. So honestly, there's no real surprise here. There's no real surprise. Joel Quinville is a guy who probably knows his job might be on the line a little bit. That seat might be just the taddest of hot. I don't know. I, I truly don't know. I mean, I'm, the only reason I say that is because they uh, they might not be the taddest of hot. That might be a very bad take by me. Take take that take back. It might not be the taddest of hot, but nonetheless, very tough scene for Sergio Bubtitsky. I wonder if he gets dealt. I wonder if he... That's a guy almost you can't trade because of the contract. You might almost have to trade that just so that you can get a... You you almost... Sorry, I got a text from Matt Andrews. He's talking to... Looks like Matt Andrews was talking to AD at Berlin, John Betts. Who, John Betts, good guy. He's good guy. I like John Betts. Big fan of that guy. Um, his daughter, Jordan, is friends with Mackenzie. Shout out Jordan. Jordan, you're cool. I like you, Jordan. She's definitely not listening to this, but at least she knows that she's cool. <laughs> I tell her that all the time, all right? I see her all the time. I tell her that Jordan's cool. Her, her boy, Jake. Jake's a guy. Jake's a huge golf guy. Jake, by the way, he works from home. He has a putting green in his office. He went out to Dick's and bought a $200 home-in putting green, and he just chips on it all day. Pro move. That's a pro mover. That's a pro golf guy move right there. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, speaking of Jake's, another Jake that I know, my fraternity brother Jake, I played golf with him yesterday. And it's always tough when, like, I... We we technically play in a league where we are competing against each other for playoff spots. You know, um, but it's still really hard watching a guy play bad. So I I felt bad for Jake because his front nine was pretty solid, and then his back nine he fell apart a little bit. But there was one specific par five where he probably hit three to four trees on separate shots, like he just like. His drive hit a tree. His shot to try to get back onto the fairway hit the other side of the fairway and hit trees. And then he was under a tree trying to get to the green. He chipped it up and he hit a tree. Like it hit like it was a bar down tree limb situation. Now he's under a tree and now he's trying to chip up. He's laying three at this point. So he still could theoretically chip on and get a par. Well, he chips and he hits more tree. And then it lands short of the green. He gets on, putts, whatever, double, you know, whole, whole whatever. But later, we're on a different hole. This was on the back nine. We're on a different hole. And he's in the sand. And he hits one kind of hard out of the sand. And, it, you know, it, it, it gets some good speed, good air. But it hits like in line with the pin and you think to yourself oh man he hit that too hard that's gonna go over the green and the ball's rolling it maybe does like three to four ball turns after hitting the green and it just stops just dead stops and i was like whoa like nice backspin dude like it that thing stopped like immediately like that thing looked like it was way too hot he's like i know right i know 
And later in the round, hole 18, he hits a couple more trees. <laughs> and we're looking for his ball. It's under some trees. And I pick his ball up out of the creek because I see it in the creek. And I notice that it's sticky. And he has sap on his ball. There is sap on his golf ball because he hit so many trees. And I'm like, is this how you've been sticking greens the last few holes? And he's like, what, is there tree sap on it? And I'm like, yep. And he's like, oh, that's my golf ball. And I'm like, brother, you, you've been playing with tree sap on your golf ball. Like, that's incredible. I don't know. It was just, it was completely mind-blowing to me. And, you know, that, it made, got me thinking. It honestly got me thinking. Is that legal? Can you put tree sap on your golf ball to help it stick on the green and then like switch it out when you need to putt because I, I would imagine that putting with tree sap on your golf ball is impossible but you never know I don't know I just was thinking about that um let's get to a few more newsworthy notes oh this isn't even a newsworthy note this is just something that I saw I just want to preface it by saying it's a tough job being a social media guy slash girl for a team. That's a tough position to have. Being the social media person, the person that sends out tweets, the person that makes graphics, that's a tough gig. And I know that is a tough gig because I used to do that for the Ohio Machine. And that's a professional lacrosse team. The lacrosse is tough. Lacrosse is a very tough grind to be... Um, having to sit around an office and think about what kind of content are we going to put out. It's tough, but it's not. It's not. If you love the sport, you can make do of it. But I'm just saying Major League Lacrosse just in general doesn't do numbers. So it's hard to pick and choose what you think your audience is going to like. And I saw the New Jersey Devils. They put out a graphic of Dougie Hamilton, and they said it's Dougie time. And it was like a Photoshopped official team photoshopped picture on their social on their twitter of dougie hamilton like celebrating a goal but you can tell like the picture that they grabbed must have been from a carolina hurricanes game obviously and his face is just extremely bright while the rest of his body like clearly was another new jersey devils player and the photoshop job is just so bad it's not bad it's not bad i should say that the social media person was definitely sitting around the office thinking, what am I going to do today? And obviously, being a social media person for an NHL team, you probably had to have some prior background. You had to, Photoshop skills had to be there, right? You have to know how to do Photoshop. And so this person was thinking, what am I going to do today? A little bit slower news day. Ooh, let's get the fans excited about Dougie Hamilton. So you start... You know, trying to exercise your Photoshop skills, and you make a pretty good Photoshop. It's a good photo, a good job. Looks clean. It's just poor Photoshop decision making. And if you don't know, get on the New Jersey Devils Twitter, find the Dougie um, Hamilton Photoshop, and you'll just laugh. It's pretty funny. Um, shout out to Canada. They beat USA in soccer. Um, women's soccer. That is, the men won the gold cup for Team USA. Shout out Team USA men, but also shout out Team Canada for beating the women. That's a big. That's a big step. It's a big jump for the program. Good for them. Um, that's all I have to say. Um, tune in for tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow's episode, I'm just going to unless something else breaks between now and then, I'm going to just rank. 
from last to first all the NHL teams that I would want to play for. So that should be interesting and fun. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna rank them all. Maybe I'll only do ten. If I go in depth, I probably won't go in depth. I'll probably just rattle them off. So if you want to hear where your franchise ended up in that list of me, and that's just coming from a general hockey fan that lives in Columbus, Ohio, what I think of the league, how I look at teams, um, completely unbiased. So I'm gonna you know not do anything that protrudes to my relationship with the Blue Jackets and my fandom form. Um, as in like, I'm not going to like knock on rivals because of where, um, because of how dominant they've been and how much I hate them. I'm just going to honestly rank some of your Penguins, Blackhawks, um, you know, Capitals, Bruins fan, just still tune in because I think it should be pretty good. I think it should be pretty solid. But other than that, that's the hockey dudes episode for, um, Tuesday, August 3rd. Tell your dog about us. Tell your mom about us. But also, tell your dog. Give your dog a boop for me. Give your bo- give your dog a boop for me today. Love you.